Hey Tea Crew, welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be getting into all the hot topics that are all over social media and the internet. We're also going to be talking about causes and how we can keep them alive and thriving. So you're not going to want to miss this very important episode. Stay tuned. Okay, T-Crew, let's get into these trending topics. So the first one, Tiana Taylor has been named Maxim's Sexiest Woman of 2021. She's the first African-American woman to have this title. This year's theme is 100 Women of Influence. So it goes through and it's a bunch of different influencers of all sizes and, um, well, I won't say sizes, but of all shades and backgrounds, um, you know, which is something else I would love to see them put on for the thick girls one time but we're getting there I think we're definitely getting there and having more diverse people on the cover especially being number one is definitely a great step in the right direction I would love to see more of that so I'm hoping with this um with Tiana being named sexiest of 2021 they can continue this trend and have different ethnicities different backgrounds I mean you're talking about a person who's a boss in every aspect of life motherhood um wifehood career producer director behind the scenes in front of the scenes just everything you know she really is a boss in her own right so these are the kind of women that I think do exude sexiness that do exude that confidence that power and I'm you know happy to see her on the cover showing off those abs after her two babies she has those beautiful long cornrows flowing down it's just it's working like it's really serving and I'm really happy for her the pictures look gorgeous I'm sure the stories and stuff inside are also great um and empowering for women of all shades to look at that and kind of be inspired by her story. So I'm glad and I hope this is a step in the right direction for Maxim to kind of step out of the mold of what we're told is beautiful and just see things for what it is, you know? So the next topic, Jeff Bezos, here he goes, of Amazon is set to go in space, y'all. So Jeff announced today that he is developing a rocket with his company and him and his brother are going to go on the first uh, voyage. It's 11 minutes and 60 miles above the Earth's surface. And they're also auctioning off another seat to the highest bidder. And currently, um, as I'm recording this podcast for our June 8th episode, it is at $3 million to um, go on this 11 minute ride in a rocket. So that's something. Um, (laughs) So it looks like they won't be landing anywhere. They're just going to go, you know, 60 miles off the Earth's surface and then I guess come right back. So it's just kind of like an explorative situation. I don't know how much this would cost, but I'm thinking in the trillions of dollars because you just don't know how much something like this can cost by the time they research and build and research and build again and get a team of scientists and people that work for NASA, space engineers and all this stuff to come in. This is going to be a very, very expensive project. Um, Before Jeff's divorce, he talked about doing something like this. But after his divorce, you know, people assume that he wouldn't have enough money now. He'd be more conservative since he gave up, you know, half of his wealth to his ex-wife. So, 
you know, she gave her money to charity, she gave her money to HBCUs, and Jeff is just using his money to go to space. So I don't know. I mean, we are still in a pandemic, contrary to popular belief. Um, people are still dying of this thing. People like it's just it's still real. It's still real out here. And although things have gotten a lot better, you know, it's just to sit here and show this kind of flaunt of wealth at this time, you know what I mean? Cause this is going to be a two to three year project minimum, you know? So he could have just went, started building his rocket in secrecy, you know, holding it down, doing whatever with his billionaire friends and letting them know and letting them try to auction the ticket and everything. And, you know, they have their own world anyway, let's be real. So he definitely could have just told this amongst his rich friends and let it go. But he really thought this is something general public needed to know that I can just throw money away because I'm so rich that I can have a trillion dollar passion project in the middle of a pandemic when people are still trying to figure out like, can I get enough shifts to eat and to work and to pay my bills? Um, so that's that on that. <laughs> okay, so this is a fun one. So BET has created a new show called The Encore, and it's nine women from all different girl groups, and they've come together to make a band themselves, and they're going to be making a single, and I guess a music video, because I saw them dancing in the promo, so I guess they're going to be making a single a quote-unquote super record and they're going to be doing a video for it um and dancing and singing and everything so (laughs) the members of these groups are 3LW, Black, Danity Kane, 702, um, Nivea's just thrown in there even though she wasn't in a group so it's going to be really really interesting I'm looking forward to um watching it. I think it premieres tonight. I know Shamari DeVoe is kind of in the lead in the forefront and Aubrey O'Day because I know they've been on reality shows before. Well, Aubrey's been on several. She was on like Marriage Boot Camp, um, Notoriously Single or Infamously Single, whatever that was. And um, Shamari was on Real Housewives for a season for those that remember. So yeah, those those girls are, you know, they know about the reality TV. They know how to work the camera and stuff. So I imagine they'll be in the majority of the show. Um, but it'll be nice to see the legends come back. I'm glad to see Nivea working and doing her thing. Um, we gonna see. I, don't, I know some people are like, seriously, like a girl group made up of, you know, women in their late 30s to early 40s. But, uh... I'm interested to see what they do because my thing is I like vocals anyway. Like I want a performance, but I love the vocals. If they can make a super track or whatever they're calling it, a super record um, with all nine of these women and really get it out there and really have it be something that pops off. Like I could definitely see them touring. I could see them joining um, groups like Escape and Total and all those when they um, SWV, when they do their touring, um, you know, showcases and they do their like combination tours, however you call it, like joint tours, because these women can go into their single songs, the songs that they would sing with their group and lead it. You know what I mean? If they can sing that part or whatever, and then they can go into their group song. So it would be like singing, it'd be like seeing like 3LW, Black, 
Danny Kane, 702, like all in one, and then they would do their song together. So I really feel like if they can pull it off, there's a lot of opportunities for a group like this, like a hybrid group, um, especially if they can really give like that stage presence and perform and if the vocals are still there. So we going to see, tune in on BET, look to BET Monday night. Okay. So the plot thickens in this Portia Simon story. So on our first episode back, our all tea episode, a lot of you guys already tuned in, but if you haven't yet, go back and listen to the very first topic on our all tea episode so you can get tuned in to what is going on in this Simon Portia saga because there's really so much. And honestly, I wasn't even going to go back into it. But so much has come out today and Simon is Simon is the one. I feel like Simon's hitting on Peter Thomas levels when it comes down to someone being here for the mess, okay? Because he's dropping receipts every other day. He's calling his ex-wife Fallon a cheater openly. He's doing it all. So let's get into this. So enter stage left, Jessica Cakes and um Jalen so let's get into Jessica first because she's the first one who entered the chat now Jessica Cakes um is an exotic dancer model performer here or here in Atlanta in Atlanta and she claims to have been dating Simon around the same time that he was dating Portia and today she posted some receipts of cash apps that she received from Simon totaling three thousand dollars she claimed she met him um, March 30th and that they dated for a couple weeks until, you know, she actually didn't know the relationship was over until she saw that he had posted with Portia and, you know, Portia basically posted and explained the story in her initial post. So when she read that, she knew what the situation was between Portia and Simon. So, you know, right away she was messy. I don't think I mentioned it in the first um, retelling of this saga because it's just so long and it's so much. But yes, Jessica claimed right from the start she had pictures of herself in his car the sweater that he was wearing that day was on the seat of the car so it was obvious that you know they were hanging out that day and I don't think that he even disputes that so now let's get into Jalen who has also entered the chat recently now he is the boo that Fallon is accused of sleeping with behind Simon's back Simon posted receipts of um, Jalen coming on and off the property while he was in Miami. And Jalen himself even posted videos of himself staying at properties that belonged to both Simon and Fallon when they were married. So child, like the mess is just (laughs) overwhelming. I mean, what do I think about it? I think Jesse Cakes has a point. She sat down with Tasha K a a couple weeks ago. I, I did watch it. Um, but from the interview, it was clear that what she was looking for was clout. Um, she had been talking to a millionaire. She thought she was next in line because he was getting divorced. And then somebody cut her basically is how I feel about the situation with Jessica. And I think that she feels like she can humiliate Portia and maybe, you know, I don't think she can get, you know, not to get Simon back, but to humiliate Portia into 
maybe not being with him or trying to rain on their parade. But I'm like, honey, this lady just blew up her life to announce her relationship with Simon. There's nothing that's going to scare her off from this relationship. Like if she would sit there and announce this to the world after only being in a quote unquote relationship with him for a month, there's nothing in this world you could post receipt wise that will probably make her even speak up about it, much less leave him. But that's just (laughs) my opinion. And then for the Jalen stuff, I mean, I don't really know what Simon's trying to get out of this. Um, Maybe he had a terrible relationship with Fallon, maybe not. Or maybe he's had all these chips on his shoulder since he realized that, you know, Fallon was seeing somebody else during the course of their marriage. But he's just gone off, y'all. Like, if you follow him, um, Fallon is sitting down and talking to, I think Friday the interview is going to come out, a fellow YouTuber, Adam Newell, shout out to Adam. And um, he got the exclusive with her and they're going to be sitting down all, you know, housewife style, chair to chair and just telling all. And I think because she did that, Simon wants to get in front of it. He's releasing different receipts every day, you know, just laying her out there to be a cheater and someone, you know, who wasn't really fully in the relationship to begin with. And then to claim that you're hurt by the relationship when you were cheating as well, he's, you know, he's muddying the water before the interview comes out on Friday. So this interview comes out on Friday. We'll most likely have to talk about it one more time, (laughs) but if Fallon doesn't say anything, that's really explosive. I won't, I won't hold y'all. You know what I'm saying? All right. So let's get into the next topic. Megan Thee Stallion is back from her break. She's releasing a new single called Thought-ish and it's coming out on the on June 11th. And she's back posting, you know, she did a little photo dump today and some bikinis or whatever. So basically, I guess the long and short of it is maybe about a month ago, Megan said she was taking a social media break, but you know, she's Megan Thee Stallion. So, um, her people have been running the account. They've been posting pictures here and there, a couple ads, um, her iHeart music award looks and all that. They've been posting that on her behalf, but now, um, Tina Snow is back herself and she wants to be addressed as such. Um, I really hope that this new single is fire. I'm glad that this new wave of like, breaks and like you know taking time for your mental health before something happens is a thing you know what I mean or if something happens something that the public doesn't know about I'm just glad that people are realizing like this thing with um the tennis player that we talked about last week Naomi and now this is like people are really starting to get in their bag in the best way possible and understand that you cannot pour from an empty cup if you need to take a break you take a break you you know come back and not to go on a tangent and I'm definitely not making this down but you know to get married to go on my honeymoon to just you know do things that I needed to do for the month of May and not be on the podcast it's just like you know you have so many things running through your mind as a creator you know even on the smallest levels like like this podcast do you think are people still going to listen i mean if i come back what's the point will i lose my listenership will people even care if i take a short break Um, but then you realize you have to put yourself first, you know, the people that want to listen will still listen. Um, and sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. The last episode did really well. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) So you just never know, you know, you never know 
what's going to happen, but ultimately you got to take those mini breaks for yourself. You got to take time for yourself. You got to really infiltrate self-care into your routine. And I'm glad to see this next generation of athletes and, um, musicians and rap stars taking time to really take care of themselves. Um, all right. The next topic, sweeties Tesla giveaway. Now this one was interesting to me because I also was wondering what happened in this situation. So, okay. So let's go all the way back to the beginning, shall we? Sweetie put a song out with Doja Cat, best friend, one of my favorite twerky twerky songs, right? In the, in the song, there's an iconic line, beep, beep, is that my bestie in a Tessie? <laughs> Referring to a Tesla. Um, and so Sweetie did the Tesla giveaway on her Instagram. Now, I didn't, um, I didn't apply for this giveaway, so I'm not really remembering all of the details of how you um, enter this giveaway, but I think it was literally just like, um, comment under the post of the Tesla giveaway and share it or something like that. And then you're entered to win the Tesla giveaway. So this was about two months ago or so. And sweetie went live. One of her fans called her out for not giving away the Tesla. She said it was a scam and you know, she just came for sweetie's neck. So then sweetie had to go, um, kind of reveal what happened with the contest. So she let the fans know that um, it's not a scam. They really have a Tesla and they're really trying to give it away to someone. The first winner who, um, you know, entered the contest knowing they were supposed to be 18, probably didn't read the rules and just signed up and and won and was underage so they couldn't give them the car. The second winner was likely a bot who just commented under the picture because you know how bots are. It's just like numbers, comments, whatever, and they're not real accounts. So likely the second winner that commented under the picture was a bot because that person did not respond to winning the Tesla and who wouldn't respond to winning a Tesla if they were a real person. So now Sweetie is saying they still have to go sift through the comments to find another winner and they're still in the process of doing this. And this is why um, it hasn't been announced and nobody's been shown, you know, with the car driving off such and such. I mean, Sweetie did then go on to get angry with the person. They're like, you're not a real fan. Like, why would you accuse me of doing some shicey stuff like that? You know, the Tesla giveaway was my idea. If we didn't have a Tesla, I wouldn't do that to y'all. Come up the kind of person that would put out a giveaway um, to not give it away. And I kind of agree with that because I'm just like, you know, Sweetie's pretty popular in her own right. She has fans and stuff like that. People that give away Teslas for listens on a record or likes and comments are usually much smaller artists. I don't think she needs to do that to sell music. And she's been selling music without doing that for all this time. I don't see why she would start now. Um, but to get so mad about it when there was no official statement, this is how you do things, right? In my opinion, when you do a contest like that, you can't do it through social media and Instagram because it always ends up like this. There's always somebody who applies and they're not 18 and you don't find out until they win and all that stuff. And you just can't sort through the comments enough because people lie on their social media profiles. People lie in general, but 
especially on social media profiles. So you have to have a cute little website where people go in and they enter and they put in their information and stuff so that they have to fill out a form. This will knock out bots. This will knock out a lot of people that are underage, just literally commenting, trying to win if they have to do that next step. And then you have that kind of level of like, okay, so everybody that is now entered into the contest to win the Tesla is probably at least over 18 and at least a person that's real enough to fill out a form. And that knocks out a lot of people that really should not be in the contest at all. And then also, if there's a delay in who's winning or when they're going to announce the winner and all that stuff, you need to make that known on your, you know, on your social medias and stuff. Sweetie has a huge following. She has tons of followers on all our social media platforms. All they had to do was say, you know, beep, beep, we're still looking for a winner. <laughs> beep, beep, we're still looking for a winner for the Tessie. Um, you know, hold your horses or something like that. Because when you don't say anything, it really makes it look shady. And then you do have people like that. As soon as she went live, somebody was ready to kind of blast her and call her out because they feel like they know something. You know what I mean? So you always want to get ahead of stuff like that. No, 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 it's not a scam. We're definitely still giving the car away. We're just trying to find someone who's over 18 and who's a real person that can receive this prize. That's it. There's nothing else weird or shysty going on so hopefully they can give the car away soon and clear up whatever mishaps are going on all right t crew those were this week's trending topics stay tuned for our sports report hello 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 out there and welcome to the sports update with j rob today i'll be covering both the nba and the nfl so let's get started with the NFL. On Sunday, June the 6th, there was a blockbuster trade that took place. The Atlanta Falcons traded a star wide receiver Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans for a package including a second round pick. Now let's move to the NBA. It's a very exciting time in the NBA because it's playoff time and the quarter final round is completed so we're going to go over what happened during the quarter final round let's start with the eastern conference the philadelphia 76ers defeated the washington wizards four games to one the brooklyn nets defeated the boston celtics four games to one the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Miami Heat four games to zero. The Atlanta Hawks defeated the New York Knicks four games to one. So let's move on to the Western Conference in the quarterfinal round. The Utah Jazz defeated the Memphis Grizzlies four to one. The Phoenix Suns defeated the Los Angeles Lakers four to two. The Denver Nuggets defeated the Portland Trailblazers 4-2. The Los Angeles Clippers defeated the Dallas Mavericks 4-3. So now we're moving on to our current round, which is the semifinal round. The Suns are playing the Nuggets, and the Utah Jazz are playing the Los Angeles Clippers. As of this recording, they have not started their series yet. 
Uh, and the Eastern Conference has the 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are leading one game to zero in that series. The other series uh, in the Eastern Conference is the Brooklyn Nets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Nets are leading one game to zero. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an awesome week. All right, T-Crew, it's my favorite part of the episode. It's time for the deep dive. That's right. Today, we are doing a deep dive last week. It's actually the first of the season because last week's episode was all tea. So this is our first deep dive of the season. And this deep dive is called Keeping Causes Alive. Um, And let's just get into it. So during the pandemic, a lot more people began using social media as a tool for activism. But what do you do when the reposts die down? What do you do when the story isn't number one trending, when nobody's really talking about the causes that you are extremely, extremely passionate about? And I'm not talking about clothes and new hair trends. I'm not talking about food and I'm not talking about travel and luxurious places. I'm talking about the causes that are near and dear to your heart, the things that are literally part of your human fabric, talking about Post against racism, talking about Black Lives Matter. I'm talking about, you know, uh, standing up for different countries and things like Free Palestine Movement, um, you know, the stuff that was going on in Africa with the apartheid that's going on, and just tons of causes that have been, you know, spiking up and then swept under the rug as we've been going through this pandemic, even causes that have to do with the pandemic, like the outbreak of COVID-19 in India, just causes that are very serious that we need to get more eyes on and we need to get more attention drawn to them. And it's just the nature of news. It's just the nature of stories that things you know, rise in popularity, everyone's reposting, everyone cares enough um, to repost on their stories, maybe make a post about it on their timeline, or, you know, share something on Facebook, and, you know, just, they care enough to get people talking, but after that phase is over, what can you do as, you know, a quote-unquote social media activist to keep these causes alive and continue for progress to be made in these causes. Um, And this especially hit me when I was thinking about Breonna Taylor's birthday. At the end of every episode, I always mention Breonna Taylor and her death really hit close to home for me as an African-American woman about the same age, about the same build. I mean, I just feel like when I look at her, I see myself in a lot of ways. Um, And it just hit real, it just hit home for me. And to think, you know, her birthday just passed. And I saw a couple people post her picture. Last year, it was every other post, you know, and when she passed away, it was every single post I saw, literally. Um, And so it's just like, it hurt me a little bit to see her story kind of die down and fall out of the um, news media view and for people not to be, you know, paying attention to such important causes. So I thought it would be good to talk about how we keep causes alive. 
you know, it's not just a trend. We talked about this um, on my other podcast that I do with my bestie, but we talked about it not being a trend, not being the it thing to do to post a black square and never think of it again. And, you know, post a blue square, whatever the new thing is to show solidarity. And then you kind of put it out of your mind and you're on to the next thing. Like, how do we keep progressing without, um, you know, shoving it down people's throats, uh, more to say, but we're going to get into that. So let's get into some of these ways that I kind of sussed out of how you can keep these causes alive and actually, you know, make some real change. So the first one is, um, don't let them, don't let these causes die out. Keep them alive on your platforms and on your social media. Um, and, you know, whether it's once a month or as often as you feel like posting, whenever you feel like posting about that specific topic that is close to you and a personal cause of yours, post it. I feel like so often we're thinking about what other people want to see and what other people might say. And so we don't post things on our own social media accounts. And I just find that to be so incredibly ridiculous. As long as it's not something that's offensive or like nasty or racist or derogatory or gross, you should definitely feel comfortable posting whatever you want to post on your social media. It's yours. It's nobody else's and you can do whatever you want with it. And you have to remember that it's your way to express yourself to the outside world, especially in a pandemic. So don't forget, you can do whatever you want, post whatever you want. And anybody who doesn't like it can go ahead and unfollow. You kind of have to have that um, attitude because some people are just so whiny and complaining about everything. You know, if you don't like it, skip through my stories or unfollow me because I'm going to post what I want on my platform, on my page. So the next one is, um, start a grassroots organization with your friends. You know, these organizations don't have to be 30, 40, 50 people. It could literally just be four or five people, um, who are working towards a common goal, you know, in these grassroots, grassroots organizations, you can brainstorm, hold think tanks with your friends and really start to think about the ways that you can help that cause. I know a lot of my friends were really, really, um, boisterous for the Palestine conflict and they were, you know, they were ready. They were doing protests. They were doing, you know, donations. They were sending stuff over and they just kind of activated. And I felt that's how a lot of, you know, my friends were when Black Lives Matter happened. You know, we were protesting, we were, um, donating, we were sending, um, petitions off to get protesters and stuff out of jail. So you really can activate yourself when you need to. But like I said, after the headline dies down, there are things that you can do to keep the cause moving forward. And, you know, there's power in numbers when you work in groups, even small groups, you guys will have great ideas. You can just brainstorm, throw out as many as you can, like half hour or an hour. You can even do it on Zoom if you guys, you know, aren't close to each other regionally. You guys could go on Zoom and just, okay, say we're going to be brainstorming about how we can get microplastics out of the ocean. Let's go. Let's talk about all the ways we could do it. We could A, B, C, D, you know, think of things that you could do, write them down and give yourself some actions. Okay, so we're going to meet in two months. In two months time, I want us to really have like the breakdown of our petition, how we're going to form it. We're going to go to change.org. We're going to do this. We're going to do that and give yourselves, you know, 
little bullet points of how you're going to do things. And in that way too, you guys could start fundraisers. You guys could ask for donations on social media. You guys could ask for donations at local stores and stuff like that. A lot of times, you know, depending on how political the cause, they may not want you (laughs) to, um, you know, ask for donations and stuff outside of their store. But if it's something more general, like microplastics or, you know, raising money for the hungry or something like that, you could really get out there and, and really make some money for a nice large donation. But online donations work well too. Post about it. Tell your friends about it. I'm really doing a donation. Every dollar helps. You know, if you'd be willing to give a donation, it would really mean a lot to me. Like, you know, just get out there because money makes the world go round. And even if you can't do some of these other smaller initiatives, raising money for trusted organizations always, you know, is a helping hand. And the third one I had is contact those in power, especially if it's something to do with a specific bill or social injustice, all of Congresses and all the people that basically run our country, their names and their email addresses are made public and available online. So all you need is their first and last name and you can find their information um, and reach out to them. And a lot of them have staffers and people in their office that'll reach back out to you. And, you know, you can really get a conversation going sometimes. And even if you don't, at least you feel like you're putting your voice out there for it to be heard. You know what I mean? It's just like, kind of like, you know, if you're yelling in the forest and nobody's around, does somebody hear it? Well, they do because you're still making sound and you're still putting your voice out there. Um, so the last and fourth one is very carefully to vet. <laughs> This is two parts, (laughs) vet and join groups with like ideals to yours, vet and join groups with like ideals to yours. And I say vet first, because I know sometimes we can see the name of the group and we're like, oh, perfect. This group is save the whales in Shenandoah. I live in Shenandoah. I'm going to join the save the whales, you know, group in Shenandoah. Sometimes just because the name is right. And you think that these people, they may not have like ideals to yours. You really, you want to vet them. You want to look into their comments. You want to make sure there's no ruckus going on. If you're there to save whales, you want to save whales. You don't want to see, you know, Jeannie and Tamika go back and forth about, you know, different things that are going on in the group. So you want to make sure there's a nice flow of the group. They have my moderators, they have people, they have leadership. So you're not just throwing yourself into a group where there's just no leader, there's no focus. Because ultimately, when you join a good group, these good groups can provide leadership and they can help you focus your energies towards a common goal, like having a petition made or a specific bill or whatever they're trying to do. It could be a bake sale, whatever. Whatever they're doing, they could help focus your energy into heading towards a goal so you're not spinning your wheels and reposting the same information over and over. And that's the thing. It's like you're doing it, you're putting it on your platform, and it is doing something. But most likely, you hang around people that think like you, you know, that have your same ideals, and they'll see the post and they'll say, yeah, completely agree, and move on to the next thing. In order to reach people, change hearts and minds, and get your opinion out there to somebody who may think differently, This is where joining groups really helps because now you're focusing your energy together as a group toward a common goal. And that's what groups like Black Lives Matter do and other larger groups that are not perfect, but are reaching towards 
that larger goal. So I hope some of these suggestions help to keep your um, passion alive, keep your causes alive way after they're trending on your timeline. Stay tuned for our outro comments. Alright T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast. This is where I have to say goodbye to you. Um, As always, I want to thank everyone for liking, sharing, downloading, adding to your favorites, all those ways that you can express that you like our podcast, leaving reviews, all the things that you do um, to support our podcast. We, we, you know, so truly appreciate it and keep it going. The more people that hear about the pod, the better. Um, as always, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she deserves always and forever. Um, I hope you have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.